Good evening and thank you so much for joining us. You're watching the nine at night. I'm Stefania Jimenez. Tonight we begin with a San Antonio police officer losing his job after shooting a teen outside of a McDonald's. Now this happened less than a week ago and today the San Antonio Police Department released video of what happened. Get out of the car. Our Jonathan Cotto spoke with San Antonio's police chief who says the police officer who opened fire violated two policies. This video showing the moment a San Antonio police officer opened fire on two teenagers in a McDonald's parking lot on Sunday. Get out of the car. The driver, visibly surprised, has been identified as 17-year-old Eric Cantu. Police say this incident was not connected to the initial call. He was there for a, for a disturbance uh, at the McDonald's. Uh, he was distracted by a vehicle that he believed he saw the previous night and tried to stop, but it evaded. And then he decided to go over and approach that vehicle. As you can hear in this video, Officer James Brennan believed the car was stolen and called for backup. Can you start me one more? I got a vehicle over here that uh, fled from me the other day. However, Brennan did not wait for backup, walked up to the vehicle, opened the door and told Cantu to get out. Get out of the car. After the car moved in reverse, Brennan opened fire. Brennan was placed on administrative duty following the shooting Tuesday. He was fired for violating the department's tactics and procedures. Well, it started with the tactics he used to approach the vehicle. That was number one. Number two, it was shooting at the vehicle, um, both at the very beginning of the, of the video and then later the second volley, but both against policy, shooting at, shooting at, uh, at vehicles unless it's in the ultimate uh, defense. Uh, of your life or someone else's. Brennan was a probationary officer who had just graduated the police academy and had been on the police force for seven months. McManus says he was qualified to patrol on his own. City manager Eric Walsh and the mayor weighing in on the incident, saying it's clear that the officer's actions were in violation of the training and tactics that officers use every single day, and says he supports the chief's decision. Mayor Ron Nurnberg adding the officer's actions ran counter to SAPD's mission and character, and says he is relieved quick action was taken by the chief to terminate Brennan. We are learning the victim was taken to an area hospital. We're told he is expected to be okay and his charges are pending. Reporting outside of Public Safety Headquarters, Jonathan Cotto, KSAT 12 News. Now, Chief McManus says that after the homicide unit finishes its investigation, it's going to send its findings to the district attorney, who will then determine if Brennan gets charged. Took five months, but finally, police have a suspect in custody in the case of a mom who was killed in a hit and run crash the day before Mother's Day. Now, the suspect in this case is 39 year old Christopher Sharp, who's now charged in the deadly hit and run and also evading arrest. Police say he ran a red light and hit 44 year old Jessica Harper's vehicle right near Culebra Road and Alamo Downs Parkway. That was a mile from Harper's home. She was taken to the hospital that day, but died from her injuries. Police say that witnesses and an officer's dash cam captured Sharp running from the scene. Investigators say the registration from the GMC Yukon that left at, left at that scene is what helped lead police to him. Records show that investigators had a warrant for his arrest back on May the 12th and Harper left behind a husband and two teenage children. Tonight, CNN is reporting that one of the officers the Uvalde CISD hired to protect its kids 
was a former DPS officer who was one of the first ones at Robb Elementary May 24th and is being investigated over how that shooting was handled. As you know, it took officers 77 minutes to stop the shooter that day after he killed 19 kids and two adults at the elementary school. And according to CNN, this former DPS officer left the Department of Public Safety this summer. We're going to have more on that tonight on the Night Beat. Now, earlier today, families of the victims in Uvalde made a passionate plea to prevent mass shootings. They rallied and said the May 24th shooting could have been prevented. Elected leaders and candidates running for office this November joined them. Survivors of the shooting also spoke. They're asking that state leaders raise the age to buy a semi-automatic assault style weapon from 18 to 21. They also want enhanced background checks for people who want to buy these guns. Fourth grade teacher and survivor from room 111, Arnulfo Reyes, made his case. Listen. The man said, if you're alive, please talk now. I was the only one that talked. We need you now more than ever. These families need you now more than ever. America needs you. Please don't neglect us. And other families who got up and spoke during that event also said the same. In a statement from Governor Greg Abbott's office, his press secretary writes in part, quote, federal courts have made clear that the Second Amendment prohibits raising the age to buy a semi-automatic rifle from 18 to 21. Governor Abbott continues to work on solutions focused on the root of the problem, mental health, unquote. Looking ahead to tomorrow, we are diving into the connection between mass shootings and domestic violence. We've been talking about this. It's going to be part of tomorrow's KSAP Community Virtual Town Hall, and our Courtney Friedman is going to moderate that discussion. It's in partnership with the Collaborative Commission on Domestic Violence. It's from 2 to 3 p.m., and you can stream it on KSAT.com or on our KSAT Plus streaming app on your smart TV. And if you have any questions, you still have time to submit them to the panel. Just head to KSAT.com and look for the story. That'll take you from there. In just weeks, you're going to pick the next Bear County judge. It's going to be the first time that a new judge is going to take that seat in more than 20 years. The two candidates, former County Commissioner Trish DeBerry and former Judge Peter Sakai, faced off in a forum that was hosted by the North San Antonio Chamber, and the two candidates took on issues from the economy to problems at the Bear County Jail. Each also talked about transportation in Bear County and what needs to change as the area continues to grow. One of them suggested building a third loop around the city. We can't become another Austin. We have to be looking at a third loop. Highway 46. I am going on record to commit to the IH35 corridor, the double decker. We're gonna have to be sensitive to all that business community along that corridor. Also wanna make sure that we have a commitment to finish out the 1604 loop. And by the way, Election Day is November 4th, excuse me, November 8th. Now, switching gears, you know, we need to focus on what's happening outside this week. Yes, my friends, we still need rain. Meteorologist Sarah Spivey has your forecast. Well, good evening. Tomorrow's going to be a really nice day. A couple degrees warmer in the morning than the last couple of mornings. 62 early tomorrow. Sun's going to rise at 730. We'll be looking at a warm day with some cirrus clouds out there. 90 for the high temperature. Again, low humidity all day, so it still will feel nice. Coming up on the night beat, we're going to take a check of the tropics. There's one system that we're going to want to watch. I'll have a look at that coming up on the night beat. Hope you'll join me.
You know, no matter how it looks here, let's be grateful that Ian didn't hit us. A lot of groups from our area are still in Florida helping the people there recover, like a crew from CPS Energy. Just today, they helped fully restore power in Lakeland, Florida, which is awesome. Now, this was their second stop in Florida after arriving in Jacksonville to help with power problems there. CPS Energy now confirming that the 35 member crew should be back in San Antonio tomorrow. Now we just mentioned Lakeland and the San Antonio Zoo crews are just south of there. You see them in Punta Gorda, Florida to help a reptile zoo and conservation center. We want to show you some pictures from social media. Several experts make up that crew, including an electrician. They use chainsaws to remove large trees around the facility that's known as Iguana Land. They also fixed electric lines and other maintenance projects so that staff at Iguana Land can focus on their animals, which is what matters most. And more San Antonians are on the job in Florida. The San Antonio Fire Department sent six crew members to Fort Myers. A picture from the area shows a piece of road there right there got swept away. And part of the problem with relief efforts is the lack of cell service and power. So crews are having to use satellite phones to communicate. SAFD says that two staffers are working as part of an emergency management team there and four others are working as engine crews to respond to emergency calls. Now, before we go, did you know this, that now you can shop at Goodwill online? Yeah, Goodwill launched its new online re-commerce site. It's goodwillfinds.com. Hundreds of thousands of items are already up there. It's a really good way to support local communities because, listen to this, the money that you spend there is still going to go back to the region to where the item came from. Pretty cool. And we're out of time. The 9 at Night returns tomorrow. We'll see you then.